piece of footy trivia there with the two West Australian Brownlow medalists, both wearing number four. That is good trivia. Brad Hardy and Ross Glendinning. A couple of champion players. I think uh, any Western Australian would be very proud to know that they're from there. forget you first and in this state of origin week I thought we should go back and uh, and talk to people about uh, their fabulous memories of uh, not only the first time but the times they played for their state and uh, let's head west young man and go to Brad Hardy of course two Simpson medals two Tassie medals nine times he played for WA he actually played for Queensland as well uh, Brad Hardy welcome mate how are you going G'day, Kevin. Great to be with you, mate, and uh, good evening to your listeners. Uh, now, nine for WA and one for Queensland. How did the Queensland one slip in there to a good sand groper boy? Yeah, that's true. Well, I was up there with the Lions for five years, as you know, Kev, and what happened there was there was a Victorian number one team and a Victorian number two team, and they were, had a game for uh, Victorian South Australia, I think it was, and they were trying to find a, a, a team to play for the Victoria number two team. So they said, well, let's play a Queensland team. So anybody who was playing with the Bears in those days got an opportunity to uh, line up for Queensland. And there was a maroon and white jumper, mate. And uh, <laughs> we played at the Gabba. The dog track was still around the edges. It was uh, fantastic. It was, it was good. To, we actually won that one too. So uh, there's one over the Vicks for you, mate. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the WA uh, Victoria clashes in that mid part of the 80s were, were legendary. A lot of people talk about that 1986 game where I think uh, you won by three points as being one of the great games of all time. Yeah. I remember at the time, um, I think we were kicking around in the change rooms after the game, and the thought was, it was like, and take this in the spirit of the spent cap, it was, uh, it was like losing your virginity to a supermodel. Where do you go next? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. That was, that was, that was a hell of a game. And I've got to say, that WA team at that time, uh, my God, what, a, what dripping with talent. Yeah, both teams were, mate. It was incredible, you know, the names... You only have to go go through them, you know. Morris Rioli, you know Leon Baker, Brian Peake, uh, Gary Bacanara. Um, who else did we have there? Ross Glendinning. You know, so many. And then of course you had Terry Denner, the Flea Waitman, Brian Royal, Purdy. Um, you know, Healy, Dermot, Justin Madden, mate, <laughs> Rusey. Yeah. It was just a Diesel Williams. It was a fantastic lineup for both sides, and it was played in the in a, in a great spirit too, Kev. You know, because it was not only was it a, not like an exhibition game, it was you wanted to see full-on attacking brand style of football and it was a high-scoring game and there was a lot of defensive work. It got really, really serious, you know, in the last 15 minutes and um, you know, I'm not saying it wasn't serious the whole game, but you could really feel the boys ramp up on both teams in the last 15 minutes saying, well, we really want to win this one and uh, in the end we prevailed. Yeah, the uh, the competitive spirit kicks in at some stage, doesn't it? You go, no, hang on, I'm, we're not losing this. We're going to win this. That that's when it gets really fair, Dinkum. Yeah, look, you never forget where you come from. You know, you and I've known each other for many years now, and that's that's my favourite saying. And you don't. And yeah, yeah, we got the opportunity through the vehicles of the Footscray Football Club or the Richmond Football Club or the Carlton Football Club to come over and show our wares. Uh, but you're always a West Australian, or you're always a Victorian, or you're always a South Australian. So that really does kick in and. You know, for those guys, you know, fortunately, I was lucky in my early days to play in a premiership with South Fremantle. So I got to experience that. I didn't get it in the VFL or the AFL, but we got mighty close with the dogs in, 
in 85. But from my point of view, it is the pinnacle because a lot of the great players, you know, who uh, unfortunately aren't in the right vehicle, and I'll use that term, uh, don't get an opportunity to play finals, let alone a grand final and win one. So for them, it is absolutely magnificent to be able to pull on your home state jumper and get out there and show what you really were. Yeah, it's been described by some people over the years, you know, putting the state jumper on back in that, that 80s in particular was, was like a dream come true. It was bigger, bigger than anything else they'd ever done in their, in their footy career. And, I mean, obviously you mentioned you, you won a premiership in Perth. You won a Brownlow medal. You played state footy before you played uh, VFL footy, which I, I suppose it sort of set you up in a way for VFL footy, did it? Yeah, it did. Um, look, and it was by accident because, you know, I really, playing for South Fremantle and WA as a rule, uh, I would probably normally play centre or in the in, in the forward line. Yeah, I started my career in the back pocket, you know, sort of early days at South Fremantle, trying to Malcolm Brown trying to teach us the game. Uh, it was only when John Todd said in 1984, Morrissey was arguably the best centreman in the competition at, at that stage, playing for Richmond. He was back for WA. He said, "Right, Morris, you're in the middle. Brad, you're in the back pocket. Morris, if you want to have a rest after 20 minutes, you go to the back pocket, and Brad, you go in the middle." Well, in 84, in another crackerjack game against Victoria, Morris was on fire. <laughs> I was having a good day where I was. We never changed. So the whole of Australia saw me playing out of a back pocket. And they said, oh, this bloke must play back pocket. <laughs> so that's when Footscray came over and said, Dad, do you want to come and play for us? I said, yeah, what's my role going to be, do you think? And they said, we'll play out of the back pocket. <laughs> that's how it started. Yeah, the the uh, the camaraderie in that in that uh, because as you say you don't forget where you come from and that that, that West Australian spirit uh, must have uh, must have been nice to be in those change rooms. Oh, it was brilliant because you know you talk about the, the, the sports science these days, six day breaks and five day breaks and all of that sort of stuff. Well, well, remember this. I mean, we were semi professional footballers. You know, Michael Tuck used to work forty five hours a week as a plumber and played 450 games, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we, we used to play on a Saturday, you know, a 2.10 start. Then we'd get on a plane Sunday morning, fly across to Perth, uh, have a little bit of a training session and a couple of convivials with our teammates, and play on Tuesday, uh, head up to one of the nightclubs after the game and mix with everybody, get on a plane the next day, go back, and play the following Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it was an amazing time. Uh, do, does it sadden you in a way, or how do you feel about to the fact that there isn't state-of-origin football these days? I think it's time for it to come back. And the reason I do that, look, 10 years ago, yeah, I can understand that. And there's no doubt that the clubs in the AFL today, their preference is, and so it should be, is to try and win a flag. We know that. But back in the day, uh, there was... Probably the West Coast Eagles 1992 premiership side were totally West Australian. So you almost had, you did have, you had a state of origin side, didn't you? But it was in the extended AFL. But these days, more and more, Kev, as you know, boys are drafted from all over the place. You've got Raoul and these sort of guys going to the Gold Coast. Well, they're Victorians. Well, they'd love an opportunity. They played an underage footballer for their state. They're going to be playing with the Gold Coast Suns for a while. Or they're going to be playing with West Coast, or they're going to be playing with Carlton, whatever they may, and they might have come from Perth. But they'd love the opportunities. Look, Western Australia couldn't have supplied a decent team five years ago. We would have had some names like Buddy, and that yeah, we would have been fine. You know, that that would put it to get start to put it together. But now they can, they really can. And a lot of the players on lists, it's so much the percentage is actually increasing, where there's probably uh, some up to you know 30, 40 percent of players don't necessarily come from WA or South Australia or Queensland or Sydney that they're playing for. You know what I mean? So there is an opportunity for those boys to return home 
and uh, put together a bloody good time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, was there, were, in, I mean, you won the 85 medal and then you went back and played in that, as we mentioned, that terrific game in 86. Did, uh, did Footscray put any pressure on you at that stage not to play in the state game because you were such a valuable, valuable commodity for them? No, nah, never, never, never. Never crossed our mind. Um, we played for nothing, as you know, and, um, you know, certainly we'll be paid to play for Footscray, but we weren't being paid to play for Australia, WA or yeah. Australia for that matter. Um, you you know wanted to um, you know you just wanted to test yourself against the very best and it was the it was the pinnacle and that's what I'm thinking. Look, and the only time you can have it just to add to that little bit of topic and I'm sure you get some feedback on it. It has to be in the middle of the year. It can't be at the start of the season. It can't be at the end of the season because there's a there's a drop off factor or there's already you see next Friday night's game. Um, unfortunately, you know quite a few clubs are oh, we're just managing you know this player we're managing that player. It's for a great charity. It's for a great cause. But you're never going to get people to sidle up, you know, pre-season or post-season. Yeah. So it needs to be in the middle of the season. They need to try and work it out whether they don't have that three successive weekends of just six games per weekend. Maybe they just have a little break there. We might, might do them the world of good to have a couple of weeks off. So... You know, it, it could work out that way if they are going to venture back into the water. It's the it's the Andy Collins Tony Hall um, sort of uh, clause in the contract for state footy, isn't it? But everyone everyone brings that one up every time you talk about the cost it might have on yeah. the club. It was a unique time though that one. I mean, that, uh, you, you were at the game, I know, because it was a very sloppy underfoot. Remember, yep. very, very and, and these things can happen. But you can step in a crack on the footpath and roll a knee or whatever. And, and I'm not being you know flippant about that. That's just fact. You can go to training and a lot of guys get injured at training. Yeah, you know, just with state of origin football, yeah, there is always going to be a risk. There's a risk in everything that you do. So, But I'm sure if there were guys out there who wanted to sign a waiver and, and say, listen, yeah, to play for Victoria or to play for WA or to play for South Australia, uh, I reckon they'd be buying in. Yeah, absolutely. Good on you, Brad. Uh, lovely to share some memories of your time with, uh, with the Sand Gropers and your one Queensland yeah. appearance. Um, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon, mate. Take care. All the best, Kevin. Great show and go doggies. And he'll be up against Simon Madden. Oldest player on the ground at 32 years of age. So here we go. State of origin at its best. You never forget your first, and this uh, episode is uh, a state of origin one. We've already spoken to Brad Hardy about uh, his memories of playing for uh, WA for the Sandgrovers. Let's get to the Vicks, and a man who captained Victoria on three occasions, won a Simpson medal and played 17 games uh, in the Big V. In fact, there's probably a a mark on his chest where the Big V is uh, imprinted forever and a day. Simon Madden, welcome, mate. Good to talk to you. Oh, Mr. Hilly, thank you very much. I'm very pleased to be on your lovely radio show. Now, the, uh, wearing the big V and uh, and being part of that, I mean, it, it was a, it was a different time, obviously, but it obviously meant a hell of a lot to the players at, at the time. Oh, look, it um, it, it did, it, it did, it, it for a number of reasons. I, me- I remember speaking to um, uh, the likes of Triple Brownlow medalist Bobby Skilton, who only played in one final, so it was it was big time footy for him. So he just loved it, and and he passed on he passed on that passion to the likes of me, um, and when you played yourself, it was the fact that, gee, I must be, I must be uh, going along all right because they've picked me on this side with all these great players. Yeah. So it's a good peer confidence. And then you actually played with these blokes who at the time, whether they were the big names or the informed players, their footy was at their peak. So playing with the best players at the best level was just fantastic. You know, you'd go to training and the ball would whiz around 
and it just wouldn't touch the ground. Everybody handled the ball so well. So it was just, and then you and then you got then you got over to the WA and um, uh, my first game. I was at 19, my first state game, and you have you know you have strange and wonderful memories of it. I always remember it was before it was state of origin. It was just state footy and. Um, Peter Hudson, the great Peter Hudson was full forward and I was in the forward pocket. I remember running out in the ground uh, and the big Bernie and we went down the forward line. He said, now, now what's your name again, son? I'm Solomon Madden. I'm, I'm playing with, yeah, he said, that's right. Yeah, now, where are you playing? I said, I'm playing in, this, playing in the forward pocket. He said, yeah, that's right. He said, could you just move up a little bit, up the ground a little bit to give me some room? I said, yeah, how far, how far up? He said, oh, on the wing. <laughs> In other, words, in other words, just get out of the way, Sonny. He's <laughs> a very, very polite man, Peter Hudson, always has no, no, it was, it was, no, it was great. It was great, but you just sort of had, you know, like, to play along, you know, so, alongside the likes of him, like Gary Ablett Senior. I mean, the long list. Um, I always remember a few people said to me at one stage, oh, you're a good state player. I said, well, think about this. He said, I'll walk out the middle of the ground. You've got Jared Healy. So this is in the centre square. First bounce, Jared Healy, Brownlow medalist, right? Um, Greg Williams, Brownlow medalist. And then um, Flea Waitman, probably the best uh, Richmond Rover. So I've got no excuses. I can't blame anybody. <laughs> so so they actually, it almost lifts you to another level to play along those likes. So I have I have great memory. I, I do remember my first um, my first state game again was I was 19 and and I broke my nose. And I remember it was this. I was running for I was running for a kick, running for a ball, and someone was running the other way. He's a bit more experienced. And he stayed on his feet and I leapt, I sort of dove for the ball and I dove straight into his knee Ooh. and and broke my nose and got knocked out. I remember as I sort of hit the ground, I said to myself, oh, tish, my nose was broken. And as I blacked out, I heard all the uh, Western Australians going, yeah, you beauty. <laughs> uh... So there was a real, there was a real rivalry. And then um, on sort of the other end of the scale, when you're a bit old, a lot older and you get actually get the captain, the big V and wear number one, um, that's just a you know a great um, just a, a great memory too. So yeah, I have uh, you know we we had some great wins. We had a couple of bad losses. Um, you know everything, all good plans of mice and men. Sometimes it didn't work, but overall uh, we're very successful and um, just had a great time. And, and you know and you and you and you see a bit of Australia too, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And, and clearly the players and everybody bought into it. There was no there was no not buying into it or or begrudgingly putting the big V on you. You you, you embraced it a hundred percent. Oh, of course he'd be well. It's, you know, I mean, if you haven't got an ego, you're not going to play league football. Even if it's a bit, it's a bit of an ego, to be able to say, "Well, I'm playing in the big V with the best players." Um, uh, do you want to have a go at that? Of course you do. You want to be able to just show your wares and, and, and play with play with these great uh, players. So yeah, everybody bought in, and we had the great, you know, EJ Whitten Senior, um, who was a you know a big one for for um, getting everybody together and, and you know talking about how important it was and how we were the um, you know the the state that had the best footballers and the best football, and we have to show that to the rest of Australia. So it was, um, yeah, it uh, everybody was in. It was really good. It was fantastic. We'll, we'll never see like a carnival type thing happen again. But can you see a day when state of origin football might return to the calendar? Look, um, it's a, it's a hard one. I'd love to see it. And if you talk again, if you talk to players in previous series who've played it, and they agree that it was fantastic. But it's 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 one of the things with um. One of the things with uh, uh, a footballer, if he's playing, he's an asset, and, it, and if he's not playing, he's a liability. Yeah. So, one of the things, one of the things from a lot of clubs now is because the players cost so much money, they don't necessarily want to send them off into another, into another, um, 
into another. Uh, sorry, my wife just walked past and kissed me. You might have to cut that one out. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, you, you know, you're a li- you're an asset when you're playing. You're a liability when you're uh, uh, not. And so clubs, in risk risk mitigation, they don't like the idea of sending their players off to, in the hands of somebody else. Yeah. So yeah. that's the only worry I see. But you ask the players who have played. Ask the players to play, and they just say, "Yeah, give me another chance." You know, if I had a chance, I can remember um, one time I went to uh, I had a broken finger, and I went to training, and they said, "Well, you don't have to play. Well, you, you're not allowed to play, so, but I want to play." So, no, you've got a broken finger, you can't. And they said, "But that was the motivation." So, gee, I want to be able to show that I can still, you know, maybe get a game. So, yeah. um, another t- another time, I, they took me over to Adelaide and gave me a fitness test at the last moment, and I got in, which was great. So, you know, it's just a thing where. I think the players want to play it, but I, th- I understand the politics of it all. But I'd love to see it again. I'd love to see it. a full a full one. I think, um, you know, this this round because of the, the the great cause, the bushfire relief cause, it's a fantastic thing to see. We understand why it's being done, but maybe maybe this will be uh, an example of well, let's do it again uh, for its, on its own merits. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Did you have a Did you have a preference as to who you wanted to beat more, the West Australians, the Sandgropers, or the South Australians? I wanted to beat anybody who wasn't wearing a big, big jumper. Don't worry about that. But, that no, but, but it was, I, again, that, people talked about the South Australian-Victorian rivalry, but the West Australians, oh, that, that game, again, the first game, um, uh, they had the, that was when they had Kick and Vic on their jumpers behind the goals and a fight yeah. broke out and everybody pushed onto the ground. So the, the Western Australian rivalry was huge. Uh, West, um, uh, you know, South Australian rivalry is huge as well. And then, I remember one stage I didn't play it. It was a, um, two, I think, a second Vic side, and New South Wales beat the Vic side. Well, Teddy said none of them will ever play for the big V again. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, ri- rivalries at all levels. Rivalries at all levels. Yeah. And, um, I remember playing Victoria against Tasmania when Peter Hudson was playing for Tasmania, and he kicked and he kicked seven goals. I think, and this was late. He's like almost at uh, a retirement, and, uh, you know, into retirement, out of retirement. And he kicked seven goals. I remember talking to the umpire in the after after match. He said, "Yeah, I think he got six goals from free kicks." <laughs> and the umpire said, I, "I didn't see all the free kicks, but the crowd told me they were there." <laughs> it was certainly going into enemy territory, wasn't it? No doubt about that. I was very much enemy enemy territory. So I, I just was happy to happy to wear the big V. And once you had that on, we're going to beat we're going to beat anybody we're playing against. Yeah. Uh, and the captain three times the state, as you mentioned, was was obviously a great thrill for you. And a winner Simpson medal in the in the nineteen ninety game. Yeah, well, you're getting on. You're getting on your career. So I would have been about thirty-two, then I think in nineteen ninety. I think that would have been about right. And um, to be able to still play, get some form up, and win a Simpson medal is a, is a great thing. Um, and it's uh, also also helps if you play with good football. <laughs> don't make you look good. Don't make you look good too. But it, yeah, no, it's just it is an honour. Um, you know, that, it's somebody else's measurement. But if you play well enough, that somebody puts you in that category, well. Thank you very much. Yeah, Quite happy to take it. Absolutely. Good on you, Simon. Thanks for your memories, mate. Uh, appreciate it and uh, take care. We'll talk soon. No worries, right? Good man. And, uh, uh, and uh, all the best for the footy season for you and all the football followers out there. In goes Williams. The left foot kick away. Good bounce.
You never forget your first. He's a man who's had the first in three different states uh, for state of origin as we head towards that. It's Mark Choco Williams uh, these days at the Werribee Football Club, but of course, uh, well remembered as the captain of Collingwood and uh, of course, a premiership coach with uh, with Port Adelaide. Uh, he's been around the traps, but uh, state of origin footy, Choco, it's uh, it's on this weekend. How do you feel about it? Uh, very passionate about it. It's a wonderful uh, uh, thing that uh, players get the opportunity to play at the absolute best and you know, as your career goes on, uh, you know, you look forward to the, the next new challenges. And I'm sure that these uh, players who get selected will uh, really enjoy it and remember it forever. You, you had, a, I mean, your family history goes back to your dad coaching uh, South Australia and playing for South Australia. A, a memorable win that people talk about these days in 1963 over the Vicks at the at the MCG. And, and what your dad brought to the table as a, as a South Australian and what he taught South Australian about, you know, playing footy against the Vicks and all that, uh, was was that kind of one of the biggest early thrills of your career? Was getting that SA jumper? Oh yeah, you know, Dad, uh, he was captain and coach of uh, South Australia, so that's uh, a pretty uh, wonderful honour. And uh, you know, he always aspired to be as good as the Vicks, and if we could beat them, uh, you know, that would be uh, a great uh, uh, you know, recognition of uh, the standard. So uh, yeah, he always was kind of fired up for these games, and uh, you know, he was very proud of that 1953 win at the MCG and had some great photos and there was uh, some wonderful crowds that went to uh, you know Adelaide Airport after that one. So that's how big it was in Adelaide. Yeah. And uh, so uh, yeah, his uh, state guernseys, we still got uh, quite a few of those, and uh, you know we uh, pr- proudly worn them over the years as to uh, uh, you know enjoy them. And uh, so when when I got uh, selected, uh, you know it was fantastic and. Certainly something I uh, really treasure for uh, the rest of my life. And the, back in the carnival days too, were they so different to what had developed to sort of in the 80s and 90s? Yeah, yeah, you had to uh, play three games uh, in about a week and uh, you, know, you played against usually a, a lower state and then you played Victoria and West Australia in those times. And, uh, you know, it was, um, it was massive to get up for them. It was... Uh, you know, a fantastic rivalry, and uh, you know, we're always, always uh, you know, proud to be a part of a winning team. So, uh, uh, I think I played on eight or nine for South Australia, and I was lucky enough to get a pick for Victoria. Obviously, it was a state of origin; it was a state game, and uh, that was uh, terrific. Uh, there, wearing the big V, and uh, very proud to have that game as well. I was going to say, how did that feel having having that uh, the kind of the red of South Australia in, uh, indelibly etched in your in in your mind, your body, and your ethos to to come across to Victoria and then get a big V jumper? Uh, look, it was uh, it was one of the great thrills of my life. I've always respected Victorians, and you know, learned so much off them, and uh, to be able to be played in that game, you know, there was some wonderful players, Jeff Southey and Dool was playing, and. Uh, uh, you know, Wakeman and, uh, you know, um, uh, some just brilliant players, uh, Schimmelbush, uh, Dacos, you know, a wonderful, wonderful uh, time. We played over in Western Australia and uh, it was a plane strike on, so we went on Cessna aeroplane oh, and God. it took us 18 hours to get there. We got there at 2 a.m. in the day we were playing. We were up at three-quarter time and got run over. Simon Beasley, I think, kicked ten, uh, eight or ten goals, and that was the start of his uh, VFL career, I feel. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, uh, some, some very memorable matches in the 80s. I mean, some of those games were absolutely epic in uh, in the way they were. Was there a special kind of feeling uh, from a South Australian point of view about, you know, coming up against the Vicks and, and what that meant to, to the state? Oh, very much so. You know, 
a lot of our, our South Australians have this, uh, you know, it's probably an inferiority complex in regard to the bits and, uh, you know, any opportunity that they could get on top, it was, uh, you know, uh, bragging rights for a long time. So uh, it, it really did uh, get everyone up and about and, and, uh, and combine the, the team right behind the coach and, and the state. And, uh, you know, any time we were lucky enough to win, it was a treasured moment for, for all the South Australians. And, you know, they never let the Vicks uh, um, forget it. You know, EJ was always there pumping it up. And, uh, you know, Neil Curley was for, uh, for South Australia at that time as well. And it was great rivalry. And uh, everyone loved to come to it. So some huge crowds went to it. And, uh, you know, so the last time we had the Green Team versus Victoria in 2008, you know, we got 75,000 people there. And it was a wonderful game. It was great highlights. And, high scoring, but uh, it was a pretty tough game. None of the players were thinking about uh, just rolling around and, uh, you know, almost playing a, a show game. It was pretty flat out. And, you know, uh, being a, being the coach there, I wasn't uh, there for just mucking around. I was trying to win and so were the players. It's a bit like the Ricky Ponting the other day in that uh, bushfire game. So if you're going to go out and uh, and put a jumper on or, you know, uh, put the pads on to play cricket or whatever you're doing, you, you're representing yourself and whatever organisation you're for at the moment. You, you need to play to your absolute best. Yes, and the pride of the players, you know, they, they, we're talking superstar players and uh, to have the opportunity to showcase what they can do and then compare it to the best on the opposition, uh, that, that sort of pride just keeps them going and puts their... Uh, Emotions and the way they go. We, you know, we we showed videos of uh, New South Wales being Victoria and how annoyed they were, or, Victor, or you know, South Australia or Western Australia beating the bits. Just trying to get everyone's emotions all on the same page because it's a hell of a lot harder for the um, the uh, combined team to play against Victoria. You know, the Victorians obviously that they've got that big V and they've got the uh, uh, you know the whole state behind them. And uh, to be able to combine the, the players in a week or so. Uh, to get them to be uh, all focused on that uh, task, it's uh, it's a wonderful thing to do, and you know we had great memories. Uh, you know I remember Buddy Franklin that was a little bit not sure, and Hawthorne was trying to keep him out of the game, and we we actually picked and selected and uh, even started eight Aboriginals on the ground, and Buddy was all for this, and he was I'm I'm playing for sure, and uh, you know he looks back now, and I, I talk to him every now and again, and he with fond memories of the, the fact that uh, it was a day where eight Aboriginal boys got to start and they got to, um, you know, play with so much pride and uh, represent their uh, their pe- people uh, as much as the uh, the team at the same time. Yeah. No, it was a terrific game. They won the, uh, the Dream Team game. Hey, what about the Queensland experience? How did that... Uh, I know you're up there playing for the Bears and coaching at the Bears. How did, how did the Queensland thing happen? Uh, it was, I don't know. There was a bit of sliding doors moments. During that year, my uh, twin brother had died and... I went home for six weeks, so I came back, uh, you know, a bit out of uh, fitness. So I played three games for the uh, the local team. It was the only time I played the whole time I was up there, but uh, they, they qualified me to play, and they played a game against Tassie. So I thought, well, if they are offering me, I'm playing, because uh, <laughs> as as always, uh, you know, the opportunity to play a state game. So Big um, Mick Nolan from North Melbourne, he was the coach, and we went down to Tassie, and we beat Tassie down there, and it was a, another... Uh, great time and you know uh, very unique to have the, uh, the opportunity to play for three different states there uh, so um, and I'm, uh, I'm certainly proud of as well. Uh, Mark you've, you've seen it from all different angles from the angle as a coach from a player uh, and now you know sitting in a, in a VFL club uh, looking at it do you see State of Origin having a place in the calendar should it be in the calendar and and where would it fit if it was? 
Uh, for me, this is the time to play it because uh, the players are all fresh, uh, fit, and they're looking forward to a game. And, um, you know, all, all, I'm thinking all the uh, supporters are, are ready for something special at this time of the year. And, you know, we're watching women's footy and we're watching the Marshall League Cup and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, wow, you can see the absolute best straight up. Um, MCG, proper proper facilities and uh, right in the middle of the city under the lights. Uh, I think it's a, a wonderful thing. And, you know, maybe it's not every year, maybe it's every second year, but it's uh, certainly one. I think if it's got something attached to it, like the Bushfire Appeal or, you know, I've always been an advocate for having an Aboriginal game where money goes to the education and uh, health services of Aboriginal uh, people. Uh, I, I would uh, advocate for that. Uh, and, you know, I spoke... Um, I don't know, probably 12, 15 years ago to the AFL and also uh, some of the Aboriginal boys about it. And, uh, you know, we haven't quite got it off the ground, but um, I'm certainly one to uh, to try and highlight that as well. Yep, absolutely. Good on you, Choco. Uh, good luck for the uh, the season with the Werribee Footy Club and uh, thanks for spending some time with us talking about State of Origin. Appreciate it. Good man. Thank you very much.